Welcome to How Do You EQ, the podcast where you will learn about EQRX's perspective on developing a company culture of creating change and dreaming big. Now let's hear from the team of disruptors, warriors, champions, and dreamers at EQRX. Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode two of How Do You EQ? For those of you who are joining us for the first time, How Do You EQ is a podcast where you'll hear from industry disruptors and changemakers, real people discussing how to build, grow, and cultivate innovative companies that start with a people-first approach. And specifically for EQRX, we believe our people-first approach will deliver tangible benefits to patients across the globe. So I'm Sue Hager. I'm Chief Communications Officer at EQRX. And over the course of this podcast, we'll be talking with many people who we consider to be really thoughtful culture builders, and we'll gain some really important perspectives from big thinkers in the world of work. So today, I'm really pleased to be joined by Kim Harrow. Kim is Vice President of Clinical Operations at EQRX. As I've gotten to know Kim over the last six to seven months, I've learned that she is a super passionate advocate for patients and families. I invited Kim to join me today for several reasons. First, Kim is undoubtedly an expert in her field, and in my mind, she's a standout female STEM leader. Second, Kim brings great balance to being a senior leader and a working mom, and I think many will appreciate the intricacies required to be really good at both. Lastly, Kim is a remote leader at EQRX, working from home hundreds of miles away from where we call home base in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So it's with these combinations of topics that we'll delve into a little bit more today, how Kim's experiences have shaped her leadership style and really how her leadership style contributes and strengthens culture, collaboration, and employee connectedness at EQRX. So Kim, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Sue. I appreciate it. So, Kim, um, let's start at the beginning. I mean, EQRX has a really bold mission by most standards. How do you think about communications and employee connection as key ingredients to supporting the mission? I think the communication of all of the members of EQRX is really, really critical. We have a very bold mission that we're trying to achieve, and it's going to take the entire team driving in the same direction at the same goal in order for us to be successful. It's really been refreshing that we've had the transparency from the upper management from the start. They have laid the groundwork and set the tone for the rest of the team. That's awesome. I mean, I think particularly in these super challenging times, I mean, it's one thing to have a remote workforce, right? But in these days, everyone is remote and really building a company culture is more than just happy hours and, you know, Pictionary and things over Zoom. So, um, even though we do enjoy our fair share of those. So um, how do you think about um, keeping your team and your team motivated um, in times where everyone is working remote? Yeah, so although Pictionary is fun, and it was (laughs) fun to get the team together, um, they have, at EQRX, we've really set up a number of forums to allow the communication flow, whether it be the fireside chats where Mm -hmm. we get a small group together and we can just talk about anything and everything, whether it relates to EQRX or not, Mm -hmm. and groups from different um, areas within EQRX, so not just the same groups together every time. 
We have, you know, weekly on cue emails that Melanie sends out with information that's pertinent to EQRX to make sure everybody is aware of what's going on, whether it's new recruits, whether it's successes of team members, which is fun to celebrate. It's really an open door policy. It's been a lot of fun. We've uh, really have enabled a culture that is allowing us to stay connected. Yeah. And that's super important. I mean, because you can uh, put information out, right? But in some ways, you really need to make sure that your employees feel empowered to speak up, right? They have to seek information and make connections. And so it sounds like you're doing a lot to foster that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really important that our team members know who our other EQRXers are and that they feel comfortable in speaking with them and having communications on the side or having communications within a team. It's been um, really important to foster that and to get them comfortable with speaking to other team members that they may not be as familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think along those lines too, not only helping support that culture where people feel empowered and supported to be able to reach out to others. There also has to be a underlying culture that supports flexibility, right? Flexibility in work style, flexibility in communications. And I know even from your perspective, you know, being a remote leader, uh, being in Florida with a unique family situation, you in particular, have really sort of harnessed this, uh, you know, flexibility and working style. So can you talk a little bit about that and what that means for you at EQRX? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a unique environment. Um, My husband is in the military and he is gone for long periods of time. I have two young children. (laughs) So um, working at home while he is gone, it can be challenging. But in the same way, it's been really, really refreshing within EQRX that they accept and embrace that flexibility. You know, whether I need to be there to support a child after her dad leaves for nine weeks, you know, they're there to support me and support my children. You know, one of the things that's really, really nice about EQRX is that they believe in something more than themselves. And just as my husband is doing something more than himself to support the country, EQRX is doing something more than themselves in order to support these patients and in a very challenging time for them. But in the same time, they're supporting me and my family. So, you know, I don't believe that it's critical to have strict working hours, say from eight to five or whatever, as long as the work gets done. And I think if as long as you are passionate about what you are doing and you are driven to accomplish that, then you will get it done. If you have to stop at a short time to spend a little time with your kids and then get back to it after they're asleep, EcoRx is open to that. And I appreciate that. That's awesome. So first, I just want to start by saying thank you to you and to your husband for his service. Super important. And uh, I really love the parallel you made between the EQRX culture and your own living environment and working environment. I think that's a really poignant point that you just made. So I really appreciate that. How do you think about as you're building your own team, as EQRX is building teams across the US and even think about thinking about what our global footprint is, how do we get uh, a culture like this to scale? 
Yeah, I think it's a really good question and a question that comes up a lot as I'm interviewing people. I think, first of all, that EQRX is a very mission-driven company. And everybody within EQRX is very passionate about the mission. And as long as we find team members that are just as passionate as we are, I think that scale is going to come with it. I think that if you continue to make sure that you're communicating and driving that passion, that the team members will grow with you and the culture will stay there. Really important. I think the underlying theme that keeps coming up from some of your comments is this notion of constant communication, right? And I think probably there isn't a world where uh, where we're working remotely where you really can't over-communicate. Um, there just has to be a super concerted effort um, to, you know, minimize information silos and to make mm-hmm. sure that we have enabled information flow um, cross-functionally and across different leadership teams. And it sounds like EQRX has had really good success in this area. Yeah, it's actually been really nice that that started out from the beginning, well before the pandemic, well before COVID came about. You know, they set up this open communication and they set up the tools to allow that open communication very, very early on. When I first started at EQRX, in fact, my very first day in the office for EQRX, we were setting our OKRs. Uh or objectives and key results. I did not know what an OKR was in all honesty. So it was new to me (laughs) and walking in on the very first day and having to set up my objectives and key results in understanding the company culture. um, It was really nice actually, because I was set up with Alexis, the CEO, mm-hmm. and he was part of my little group that got put together to set those up. And he helped guide that and was open and transparent enough to help guide that. But that communication of these objectives and key results um, are shared across our entire organization. Mm-hmm. So everybody, whether they be in finance or whether they be in clinical development, um, can see everybody else's OKRs. We know what everybody's driving for and driving for that same ultimate goal in the end. When new medicines come to market slowly and at high prices, people can't always get the treatments they need. Imagine a world where new medicines come to market faster. Imagine a world where new medicines are markers for customer value. Imagine a world where people could focus on healing and not the price tag. We believe there's a better way. Learn more about EQRX's mission to remake medicine at EQRX.com. Maybe we could just dig into that one point um, just a little bit deeper because, um, you know, you've talked about transparency and communications, and I just want to understand a little bit further from your perspective, why you think that's so important to building the company culture. Yeah, I don't think that we'd ever be successful, especially when you have people in different locations, when they are working on something that doesn't necessarily drive to the same goal. If you have people aiming to different directions, then it's going to not be successful, especially when we have such a bold mission. Mm-hmm. You know, we have very large goals and In order to accomplish that, we have to all be going in the same direction. And that transparency is really, really important to be able to speak to what the upper management and executive management wants or whether it's um, 
team members in, in different areas, we can really add to each other if we're working together. How important do you think trust is in all of this? I think it's critical. You know, if I don't trust the management, then how can I trust the direction of the company? Mm-hmm. And even like it goes both ways, right? So I think for employees to have trust in the executive team and when working remotely and flexibly, right, there just has to be sort of this certain level of trust that people are in it for the mission and they're going to work and get their jobs done, right? Absolutely. So, you know, I I feel very strongly that bringing in people that are experts in their field and people that are smarter than I am to (laughs) drive different areas that we need in order to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. But I'm bringing them in because they are experts and I wholeheartedly trust them to do what they're doing. I think that's part of who we're building within the company. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like we're uh, very fortunate to have your expertise here um, on the clinical side, but also we benefit from all of the experiences that you bring to bear here at EQRX in terms of your leadership style and how you think about building teams Um, And I know you've been a part of other organizations, some quite large, in fact. Um, So how would you sort of compare and contrast what we're doing here at EQRX or, you know, are there lessons learned that you've brought with you that, um, you know, you're bringing to your teams today? Yeah, I think there are a lot of lessons learned. And I think that going back to what we were just talking about with trust is really, really important. I think that, um, We've got team members that are very brilliant. I mean, very lucky to be able to work with the people I get to work with and to utilize their expertise and their trust and have trust in them and not constantly second guessing them. I think what happens in a lot of larger organizations or in other even smaller organizations, there might be a little bit more oversight or not necessarily oversight, but there might be more... uh, Sort of like a, more of a leaning in management style. Yeah. Or micromanaging mm-hmm. in essence. Okay. I don't think that that's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really, um, I sort of think about this in the sense of themes that we're talking about today. And, um, you know, so some of the words, transparency, open communications, trust, um, it reminds me of, um, this podcast that I listened to actually it was a Ted talk uh, that I listened to a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it was by Dr. Dave Schram, who, if you don't know him, he's done a ton of work, family science and its contribution to successful workplaces, which I think is just super fascinating. Um, and kind of what you're describing here is very similar to the research that he's done. And he sort of says successful companies are able to achieve higher levels of success when they have values and a cultural foundation that basically feeds our basic instincts as humans and really satisfying our own basic needs for trust, for being trusted, for being valued, uh, for being treated with kindness and acting that way and really listening to all voices and taking all different perspectives um, into mind. And I really feel like, um, well, first in light of current events, this is super important, um, but I do feel like his uh, approach and his science is directly applicable to what you've described and what what we're building at EQRX. 
And really, it's our goal, right, to continue to build a company like this. I think that's part of the reason we've launched this podcast series is so people can get to know us a little bit better and understand what we're all about. Um, And that, you know, it's not just lip service. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I like something that you just said and something that I've kind of taken with me over the years, and that's family. Mm -hmm. I think that, and I've said this over years and years, that when you're trying to accomplish something so grand, you need to be, your team needs to be a family. Mm -hmm. You need to view them as a family. And that's how I view everybody within EQRX as part of my family. And in order to be successful, we need to stick as a family. And just like I would trust my spouse, I trust my teammates. Absolutely. And, you know, the basis of that is pretty much open communication, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, as a remote leader, do you have any secrets for success in terms of working from home? Again, I feel lucky that I have the opportunity where I get to see my kids in the morning whether before they go to school, of course, pre-COVID, post-COVID, um, <laughs> and have <Right>. that <laughs> flexibility. I think, um, you know, one of the challenges is being able to make sure you turn off because it's so easy to have your computer next to you at all yeah, times. It's super although, hard to turn off, right? <laughs> yeah. Although the kids are great reminders. They will tell you, mom, please stop working. So they're, <laughs> they're great at making sure you stick to that. Um, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm in touch with my teammates as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, we had somebody new that joined us just recently, and I make sure that I reach out to her every day, just a touch point. How are you doing? How was your day going? Just because mm-hmm. I'm not going to run into her in the hallway doesn't mean I still can't have that kind of communication. Yeah, I'm sure that's really appreciated too. It's fun. I also try to get her to smile every day. That's my ultimate goal, <laughs> to try to get her to smile over Zoom. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's super motivational. And by the way, if you feel like having that as a goal for me too, then I, I'm open to that. So <laughs> <laughs> I always try to get at least one smile out every day. <laughs> That's amazing. That definitely uh, is a characteristic of a fabulous leader. What advice, um, what's the best advice you've ever gotten from someone who you consider to be a mentor or a coach or family member? Yeah, I've been very, very lucky to work with some really amazing people, whether it be a serial entrepreneur or whether it be somebody that's worked in clinical development for over 30 years. They provided me with some guidance that I really have stuck with me. So I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but I can give you a couple pieces that have been helpful for me as I drive my career and that I hope to pass on to people that work with me. So one of them is to do what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important. <laughs> passionate about something, it's easy to do what you're trying to do, even if it's challenging. Yep, for um, sure. Always ask why not. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> you know, people will constantly say, why are we doing this? Why not say why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I always ask myself, is what I'm doing going to make my kids proud? And I think that that goes along with the EQRX mission, just as it is with my husband in the military. Is this going to make my kids proud of what we're doing? Yeah. And then I think something that's really important, especially for women that are in a STEM field, is to believe in yourself. I can totally identify with that. I think that a lot of times, unfortunately, um, people may question you 
Mm-hmm. And you may question yourself. Yep. But if you believe in yourself, others will also believe in you. I really appreciate uh, those several points of advice that you've received along the way. I think that they are all things that people should take to heart. Um, there's two in particular that I really want to dig into um, because number one, they really resonate with me, but also I think that they're directly applicable to EQRX. And the first one is around this notion of asking why not? And I think because so much of what EQRX is all about, our really bold mission to reimagine, to rethink, to remake medicine is about our ability as individual and as teams to ask the question, why not? So um, explain that a little bit more to me from your perspective. So at EQRX, EQRX is doing the why not. When the government and people have been complaining about the cost of drugs, nobody was bringing the cost down. But EQRX as a whole said, why not? Mm -hmm. And that's how EQRX was born. Mm -hmm. But even on an individual level, clinical trials have been run the same way in general, for the last 20 to 30 years. And there are new advances or things that could change that people are hesitant to change. So why not change them? What is the hesitation? And I think that that's something that is an amazing opportunity for EQRX is to ask why not and how can we change that? We still want to keep just as high quality. We don't want to cut corners. But let's do it in a more efficient manner. And that's an amazing opportunity that we have. Yeah. And I mean, I think, again, speaks to the culture that we're creating here and the people that we hope to attract are individuals who aren't afraid to ask why not, who aren't afraid to think really audacious ideas and be disruptors and, you know, giving people permission to fail fast and move on. But um, unless we harness that and really uh, push each other to ask why not every day. Um, Certainly, um, it impacts our ability to be successful. So I really love that point of advice. And then, you know, your other point about having self-confidence in yourself, particularly for women in STEM. I always think about when I'm speaking uh, with young future female leaders, right, if they could just project into the future and see themselves 20 years from now and try and um, embrace the confidence now that they'll have then, right? It's such an important thing for them to do, to believe in themselves. Um, And I wish there was a way that we could help enable that confidence building as a society. But I, I know it's something we're definitely doing here at EQRX. I would love to see more of it in the industry. So I'm glad you brought that up. Well, Kim, um, it's always a pleasure to get to hang out with you. I feel like I never get to do it enough, particularly now, (laughs) COVID. (laughs) Can't wait to see you in person again. Uh, So thanks for joining us today. And listeners, thank you for joining us. Um, If you enjoyed listening, I hope that you will consider subscribing to How Do You EQ on Apple, Spotify, or Adori. And I look forward to having you join us again soon on our next episode of How Do You EQ. Thanks so much. Does this sound like a mission you can get behind? Check out our open positions at eqrx.com slash careers.